Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here at the Milk Talk Podcast. I'm Jack Stroman, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Warner Williams, Goey Mbima, and Jessica Corrado-Platt. We all graduated from a private boarding school that was founded by the chocolate mogul, Milton Snavely Hershey, and his wife, Catherine. In this show, we'll be talking with some of the former students, their family members, and loved ones, in addition to former employees, teachers, and administrators who all worked there at some point in time. We'll get to hear their stories in their own words, and it's our hope and wish that you'll hear something in these stories that you can relate to, whether you went to the school or not. Enjoy. Yeah, I'm all smooth and gravy and... <laughs> Send me your wives and daughters. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome, welcome everybody back to Milk Talk Podcast. Today is a special day. We are up in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the home base. This is where every time you hear us talking about, these, talking about these stories, this is where we're at. Hershey. So, um, welcome back. And uh, we have a great guest today. Mr. Bob Gert. Yo, what's up? Class 82 girls, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Ladies. (laughs) Ladies. 56 girls, 56 years old. Well, you answered my first question. What class were you in? 82. All right. A a good class. We we had some ugly people, but um, (laughs) can I say that? I mean, you're going to... But yeah, I mean, it was a good class. We, I think we had about 98 to graduate. It started with like 110, so we lost about 12 members. But oh no, I mean, it, m- most of the guys and girls, because girls came in in eighth grade. So most of the guys that I was close with started down in the main. You know what I mean? Started junior division. So they, they were with me all the way through. So it was really nice. So. But 82. Where are you from originally? Philadelphia. Great city oh, of yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't yeah. know the Temple was I'm with all the Philly yeah. guys. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And is it just you and Peter? Do you have brothers and sisters? Brother Ray is uh, graduating 76. So I'm going to tell you real quick. So yeah. Brother Run Ray. down. Brother Ray was a troublemaker. Ray ran away like seven times. Made it home, I think, three times. My that, mom uh, whooped up on him when he got home. Send him right back. That's crazy. That's I've never heard mom. anybody. That success rate is unbelievable. Yeah. I just got to say. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe it either. We couldn't believe it. And then so he was uh, my. So then, of course, he was the troublemaker in a sense. But it really just he went in eighth grade. He didn't like it. You right. Know what it's I mean? too that was, late. Yeah, it's too late. Exactly. You just said it. And then I went in first grade, but then I was the athlete slash class clown. And then Brother Pete, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the good, I mean, he's, he's too straight for me. You know what I mean? But um, The bar set but, high at that point. Exactly. Bob, you were, you were really the class clown? Oh, yeah, but they- It's hard to believe. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't allow me to do both because the, the, the honor was my senior year was the best athlete. And then I had the class clown best athlete and I had to pick one because they didn't allow you to have two honors. You know what I mean? Right. So I didn't want to be known as a jackass. I wanted to be known as an athlete. So, uh, so it was my senior year. You know, I had that honor. But so it was Brother Ray, then five sisters, then me, and then Brother Pete. Okay. So that's, yeah, so it was five sisters, eight total. Mom raised us all. That's a big you know family. I mean? Yeah. It's a big family. Did the girls go to the mill too? No, nah, they were too young. Oh. So uh, no, too old. I'm sorry. When they started the policy, my sisters were already in high school. Okay. So uh. eighth grade is when the ladies came in. I remember that <laughs> as vividly. As, I mean, I remember what, sitting what, there. What year are we talking here? This was, I think, uh, seventy nine is when they made the announcement because I was in seventh grade, and then they are uh, seventy eight. I'm sitting there, all school assembly, and you knew it was something serious because there was all kinds of rumors. You know what I mean? Of what was going on? And and then all of a sudden they said we're allowing girls. And I just remember being like, Oh, oh, gee dog. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I just but the whole thing was to change my priorities. Yeah, my I was an athlete, a singer. I played clarinet in the band, you know, big dork Bob playing the clarinet. 
But then when, when girls were invited into school, it just changed everything. That changes yeah. the yeah. Oh, then you had, a, you had a shower every day. You yeah. had to look good. But that's when it goes from... Sweet Daddy Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes from, Mom, you got to get me the hell out of this place. You know, I think this is working out. I think, I think this, can, gonna uh, okay. this can work. going to be all right. Yeah. And it's so funny you say that because I remember the summer of... Because you used to hate coming back for vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember back when I was a kid... I mean, you only had like basically 40 days home, basically, something along those lines. But mm-hmm. I remember my eighth grade summer, the girls were enrolled that summer. I didn't meet anybody because I was on vacation. I It was the first vacation I ever came back from, and I was excited. I was like, I had no problem coming back. <laughs> I had no, honestly, I, I skipped it. Oh, I think I ran down the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet y'all on, there. On tip-a-toe. Yeah. Tip-a-toe. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. Well, I often get people like, what's um, was it integrated? Did you guys have women? I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have made it at the school if we didn't have girls there. Yeah. Nah. Like straight up, it yeah. wouldn't have worked out. Just, oh. you know, <laughs> I, I don't true. care about the education or anything. <laughs> there would have been a lot more violence, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. would have been a lot more rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with my face? <laughs> you crazy, man? God, I just was waking you up, man. Just stop waking yeah. me up. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> For those out there that don't know, we're actually recording today in Bob's office. So we're here in the middle of Hershey right now. Hershey Abstract. It's a beautiful day in Hershey, PA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hershey Abstract. Plug. Right. Yeah. 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 How long have you lived in Hershey? Moved up January 1st of 93. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. what it was, I, I remember, love Philly, man, but I, you know, my office was in New Jersey. And I remember, you know, if on a normal route, you know, it'd take me 20 minutes to get to work. You know what I mean? But you guys know how the Philly traffic oh, is. Oh, yeah. It's worse now. And I, Oh, that's what I mean. I actually, uh, I, I avoid going down because I get, I still get all excited in traffic, you know. But I'm sitting there. It was a beautiful day. I'm stuck in New Jersey. I'm looking out. I'm like, what? Do I spend most of my day in the car. And I was right. like, I just, I said, I just need a change. There's and, no quality you know, of life there. Yeah. And it was just like, and I was like, I just, I got to make the move. I called my boss, who the guy that you just met today, because I actually had them move up too. He was my boss running the trucking company. I was like, I got to get out of here, man. So I moved up in January 1st of 93 and never looked back. And I was mentioning before I sat down, I think to Justin, I was saying about, I love the people in Philly. I mean, my neighborhood, we had 88 kids on our block. So think of the fun that we had. Even when I graduated, we were still playing football games, stickball games, you know, 18, 19, you know, years old. And uh, but I, I just couldn't take it. Uh, Northeast Philly, so it would have been up about like uh, Northeast Airport, Grant Academy. Oh wow, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's still a good neighborhood. Oh, it's you know well, it was. That's, a, yeah. that's when we played. Yeah, when yeah. Kids played outside. outside. Like everything well, now, he just said was now everybody's out. on the inside plan. Yeah, yeah. video and games. It blows my yeah. mind. I mean, I just can't believe. And what I still like, not to get off track, but like when you drive over Mount Hershey, you still see kids out playing basketball and stuff more than what you did prior. But so I like that. So they they seem to get out more than than what they did over the last ten years or so. Like you know, but yeah. but you know, bottom line, growing up in that city in Phil, you know, in that neighborhood Philadelphia, you had something to do every day, all day. Just think of a neighborhood party. You know yeah. what I mean? You'd have yeah, at your house, you could have a hundred people without even blinking in the backyard. Right. That's what you missed about the city. But I mentioned, like right now, I just left my house. The door's open. I didn't yeah. lock it. You know what I mean? I do. Right. They were laughing last. Oh, oh that's all right. Oh, geez, don't ruin your nice camera. catch. That was a nice catch. That's Jessica Corrado nice. on hands. <laughs> Thank God you hit the camera. Jess was an athlete. Still, so we just, just, we just had a tree fall in the office in the middle yeah, of the interview, and Jessica caught the tree mid fall. Yeah, mid-fall. make sure it doesn't come. Through. She almost leaped out of the chair. Lean like. it down. Yeah, I was gonna say if you lean it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're so your neighborhood. It's just so different. Um. Yeah, so yesterday, my buddies were at Sorrento's. So I just wanted to go in and say hi. Shout I had out a, I had to a, Sorrento's. We just had sandwiches. Yeah. 
And so I went there. Uh, they were all having lunch, and I had to go uh, settlement in Harrisburg. But I wanted to see. I haven't seen them since I got back from vacation. And you know, I left my car running. They're like, they're, I'm sitting there ten minutes, and they're and they're like, oh, I said, now my car's running. They started laughing. Like one of these days, Bob, because I do it all the time. They're like, it's gonna be gone. You know I, what I mean? I but agree. up here, you you can really. It's just a, and I no disrespect to Philly because I still love Philly. My yeah. friends or family are still yeah. some, you know. Right. But up here, it's a better quality of life. You know what mm. I mean? It really. Somebody is. will steal your car. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. Just right out in the open. So yeah. you should stop doing that. Oh, I know it's going to happen. So you should stop. So I'm going to throw that out there, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I feel like that. That's all of us with Hershey being home. You know what I mean? Like if. if you're from South Jersey or New York or Philly or whatever, and you come up here, you understand that that dynamic changes. You know, things slow down. It's like being oh, yeah. in the past, yeah. you know, leaving your car on, leaving your door unlocked. Yeah. And so brings me to my next point. So th- this interview is about you, but it's inevitable that we're going to talk it's conversation. about conversation. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable, right? Yeah. So everybody knows that Pete. Pete Gerd is now the president of Milton Hershey School. Shout out to Pete. It's one Peter, of my old heads. Bro. We love him. We, we're so happy that he's in there. You didn't return my message. <laughs> See, there's some milk stuff there. putting them oh, on last. I, I get that a lot, man. Thanks like, a lot. Yeah, I called your brother three times. You didn't Thanks call a me. Thanks like, Peter. I didn't even call you. I just sent you a text. That's <laughs> good. You can text me back. Thumbs broke. Right. <laughs> I told him you'd stop by here yeah. if you could today. So we'll see. Yeah. Sounds like a box hockey challenge. No, I'm just saying, I love you, Peter. <laughs> you know, since our lives are made rich by true friendship. <laughs> Oh my! Just sick man. <laughs> this, this is how this is how we function, folks. Oh, I love it. Get I familiar with milks. Um, so I, I'm gonna start the segment off by saying this. I'm gonna say, in Philly, being a Philly person, you've heard of having an old head and a young boy. So your old head is somebody who's older than you, takes you under your wing, under their wing, shows you how to move. Don't do this. Do this. Gives you some knowledge. Lays some things down. When I first heard about you, they were telling me that. You were a great big brother. Yeah. That Pete, many moons ago, you guys kind of saw the writing on the wall that he was the one who could actually do something oh, yeah. down the road. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. he was, he had a clean enough record. He was yeah. smart. Un- unlike myself. Unlike yeah. myself. Exactly. You better believe right. it. Um, and that you protected him over the years and kept him out of trouble and kept him focused on stuff. And I mean, can you talk to us a little yeah, bit about getting your emotions? I hadn't even met you what yet, and a lot happened? of people, Damn, people I know. Tell, yeah. I like habit talk. That, that's yeah. your reputation. No, it's, he was a good. I mean, you, and Pete, um, you could just tell he was so straight and narrow. I mean, I, it's like, how was that, my brother? I remember. Yeah, right. I just, I'm a senior. I'm walking the halls, and it's like, and he's walking, you know, all, you know, like this, and I was like, <laughs> who is that dork, you know? And sure enough, his little brother's like, oh, brother Pete, how you doing? You know, but he was, you could tell he was destined to be in a good situation. You know, but I think all of us are in a good situation. He just, I mean, he has the, and I use the word because Mr. Fisher said that he has the honor to be the president of school. Um, and that's what it is. It's an honor. I mean, does good pay come with? Apparently it does. You know what I mean? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's an honor to have that job. I think any of us would want that job and take it for free, really, in, in a sense. You know what I mean? Be able to run the school. But you could see he was destined for stardom, whatever the word you want to use, success um, at a very young age. It's funny. Last night, the uh, uh, we had a cancer f- uh, fundraiser over at Purcell Hall. And somebody made a comment at the table we were with. The girl that was making the announcement said about, you know, I was the uh, favorite, you know, of my mother and the four siblings and all. And they, they, somebody asked me, who was, uh, who was my mom's favorite? I was like, are you kidding me? I, I, <laughs> his brother, it was right. Pete, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So he was the one that was... Just always, I mean, he just, he 
lived his life a little different. I'll, I'll never forget having fun. I come home one night. He's, I think he was still at the school or at Temple, so I can't remember. I think he was at Temple, and I come home and I'm all oh, fired. You know, I'm, right. I'm, yeah. I'm all you know having fun. Come home, I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> sitting there at the fridge, and he's doing his homework at the table. And he says, can I have a serious talk with you? I'm like, yeah, man. Great, great time for it. He's like, you got, you need help. I'm like, what? He says, you need help. I'm like, for what? Yeah, you know, I just I'm was good. out, had a good yeah. time, whatever. Yeah, breaking my balls. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on, little fella. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And, uh, but he ended up really lighting into me, man. I'm sitting there, man. You, I said, you just ruined my meal, man. So I put the stew food back and I said, good night. But I'm getting lectured by my younger brother, and I'm like, man, get off it, man. Get off my back a little bit. But he was always like that. That's how he is. And again, at the end of the day, he was, and we're so proud as a family, you know, that he got, you know, the position he was in. Um, And it was all through his dedication to the school. But remember, he, you know, you said earlier about when you get there early enough, you appreciate it, Mm -hmm. especially as you go on each year. You understand a little bit better and what have you. Um, but he went there two years of kindergarten. So that's all he knew was Milton Hershey. Absolutely. You know, he comes out of school. Uh, he got a job over a pharmaceutical company in New Jersey, but I think he wasn't even there a year. And Probably then Milton Hershey it. called yeah. and then he moved up and bam, that, that, so the story. So he's, I think he's got plus 25 plus. I can't believe years. it's been that long. I can't either. You know, I, I really, yeah. well, you said anybody, any of us and anybody would be flattered to take that job, yeah. but not everybody could handle it. No, so, I so, couldn't. And, and that's oh. the thing is like, he's the, so he spoke at Mr. Webster's funeral. Yes. Amazing. Okay, so a lot of people spoke. There was a lot of there was tons of celebration of life, but his words really moved me. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I'm like, oh, this is my guy, Pete. Yeah, he went up and what he said just really. Yeah, he's good at what he does. Oh God, and 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 I'm happy that he's in there. It's nice to have a homeboy who represents us because there were the years that and we talked about this with Mr. Weller where we weren't welcome back. You know, it's like I helped build this thing. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? And now he changed that. That dynamic, um, yeah. and and I think that that's huge. So. You made a you made a great point there. There was a and I again, you know, because you get wrapped up in your own world up here. But there was a girl, so I got uh, voted in to be on the board again this year, and I didn't want to do it because you you know your schedule's so busy, whatever. And I thought, you know what, the school is on all cylinders, the alumni is doing really well. So I thought, oh my god, so um. That him? Pete's calling in right yeah. now. How funny. He, his, that is awesome. his ears Thanks are for calling me back, Pete. You must have heard my comments. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, this girl said we were, I was at the board meeting. She said, I'm, I was part of the lost decade. I said, what do you mean by that? And she said it was the, and again, no disrespect to, to Dr. Lepley and all that, but it was a discord. You know, there just was a disconnect. Was, yeah, serious Huge. disconnect. It was, I mean, when you were told this school is so important to all of us, and when you, if I was in charge of a school like this, would I would hire every milk I could possibly hire? It's what's it's best like, for the school. You better believe it. And then, and was fact that they didn't want to have any Milton Hershey employees that were graduates of the school. And you're sitting here like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it so was it was a, a, when that girl said it was ten years of, a, of of lost classes. Right. I mean, I didn't. I guess in my mind, I never realized until she said it and how much it stung right. and how much there was a lot of truth to it. You yeah, know you just I mean? move forward and you just yeah. kind of take it. And then when you get back to normal, yeah, like those next couple of years, you felt the energy of oh, homecoming. Yeah, it was yeah. like, and now you come up. Doesn't matter how many people come or don't come, yeah. the energy is still the it's, same. Yeah. You feel like you're home. Yeah, yeah. correct. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I just I wanted to talk. Yeah. I got to tell you a quick story about Pete, yeah. and then we're probably going to move on a little bit. So, I first met Pete. I was a freshman at Glendale. Oh, geez. I'm coming up from 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 intermediate divisions. You know, my senior division student home, and uh, you know, I'm I'm low man on the total pole, and I go to sleep, and I'm passed out, and uh, somebody wakes me up. 
yo, it's barn. Time for barn. Let's go. Oh, sh-. you know, you autopilot. I jump yeah. up. I run down four flights of stairs. Put on my shitty clothes covered in cow shit. And yeah. Run outside. It's pitch black. Pete and... um. Miss Martin, Eileen, Jack, and friends. Oh, yeah, Martin, yeah. Ma- they're standing there cracking up laughing. <laughs> I said, I don't even know y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and so I saw Eileen Martin the other day, and I told her that story as soon as I saw her. I said, you know, like Pete and your mom. And, and she said she still tells that story to this day because you were a, a good sport about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's what being a milt is, but like. Yeah. You don't even know anybody. They're going to crack jokes. They're going to bust your balls. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, that's yeah. part of it. You're part of the family now, yeah, right. so it's it, and I still see that he's serious most of the time, but I can still see the, oh, sil- the silliness. And, and in I was there, going like, to chime into that because he is like I'm a, when I say this, I don't mean it in a bad way, but I'm a sick man. I love to have fun. Period. That's what it's about. And you know, people around town are like, "Man, you're crazy." Because when I'm out, I talk to people and have fun That's and this and about. that. But when it comes down, and I used to, my whole goal was this is a, this is a classic story. So I'll finish what I'm doing because. Uh, because we're using cuss words here, so this is a hysterical okay. story. Right. Tell. Yeah, yeah. But this Pete, is the real stuff, y'all. Pete yeah. is funnier. You know, everybody said, oh, Bob, you should be a stand-up comic. And I said, that's what I want to do. But I said, Pete is funnier than, or crazier than I am if you get him in the right set. He's just a fun personality. And you can't show that, you know, with no, you have position. to, you have to yeah, yeah. the game. So. Right. Which is what I was saying about with this. Like, eventually, yeah. we'd love to have Pete on. There's yeah. a lot of people we'd like to have on, but yeah. we don't want to put them in a bad position. So hopefully down the road, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete, you're coming on. Just, Pete, you're coming on. Apparently, you, so yeah. you know you, we you, need you, brother. You're getting called. So yeah. listen to this story. We were we were talking about it because the whole just last week, the, my whole family went away except my brother Ray. He couldn't get off, but we all went down to Florida together, brother in law sisters, whatever. And um, we were telling the story again. So I'm, you know, back in the '80s, uh, early '80s, comedy shows were huge. So my older sisters and brothers kept taking me to uh, comedy shows. I was like, man, this could be me. You know, no nine to five, no sitting <laughs> yeah. in an office. Traveling. And so I would come home at night, some, you know, whatever kind of night, Monday, Tuesday, after the show, and just write stuff down. Because, again, you could get in a comedy show for five bucks. It was so inexpensive. And it was a swell, inter- five bucks Tons the whole night. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You get three comics up there. And uh, so I started writing this all these stuff down. You know, right, I'm right. writing these notes. And, um, you know, I'm still at home. I'm 19 or 20 at the time. And, you know, we were eating at family dinner. Everybody still lived at the house. We still had family dinner. Hey, mom, excuse me. And I used to just finish up and go play basketball right. at the playground. And um, she goes, Robert, I need to talk to you, you know, after dishes are done. So everybody finishes up. And I sit down face to face with her. And she's like, do you regret me sending you? This, this is, I can't believe this has uh-huh. more so to do with Milton Hershey School. Do you ever regret me sending you to Milton Hershey School? I'm like, mom, no, man, this is, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the school was my savior. Right. But I said, I would have loved to grown up here in the neighborhood, but mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, yeah. it is what it is. And she starts going all this, you know, have you seen doctors? And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what is going on? She goes out to the dining room, grabs this tablet. And I probably at this point had 15, 20 pages of jokes. Notes, yeah. Notes and jokes. <laughs> and boy, were they over the line. <laughs> I mean, they were downright nasty. Right, right, right. Because it, back then, shock and all was good. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? right, right. And uh, so, I mean, when she walked in the kitchen, I remember just going like this. And oh. you still respect mom. <laughs> I went like, down to my seat. I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> on my notes. I mean, I'm busting on her. I'm busting on my sisters. Because <laughs> so much material you have is what you found. Right, right. That's what you and know. And she, and I said, oh, no, mom, you don't even... I, 
I'm sorry. You're like, see what had happened, right? And she said, how warped, your mind is really warped, you know, and I'm, I'm worried about it. I said, no, this is humor. This is not humor. She says, this is sickness. And I made that promise to her that day. I said, mom, I will never disrespect you as long as you live. So I changed, straight up, I wanted to do it. And I changed courses and thought, I, I can't be up there on stage That's busting hilarious. on her, busting <laughs> right, on my sisters, you know, right. trying to make love to my girls. Because right, 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 right. a lot of it was, you know, uh, sex oriented. Sorry about that. Right, yeah. so so she's she has sex. She, she, she has sex, too. Oh, yeah. she, <laughs> she has sex, too. <laughs> she really does. She has children. She does. But yeah, so, so my, my career path changed real yeah. quick. Yeah, you made a left. That's <laughs> what and went yeah. into you know straight business instead of uh, crazy business. But I down in Florida, I love comedy. Yeah. And, and you know, just at the end of the day, when Pete we, years ago we were sitting there talking because it was again during those years that there was a lot of turmoil, and he was really thinking of leaving the school. Now think about that; his life was a school. At that time, radio shows in the morning were coming, big, almost like this. Could you imagine us Mills sitting around having a radio show and the fun that we would have? Throw some music in. That's what, yeah. that, that's what, <laughs> that's what this, so this is going to be for us. Yeah. So we actually talked about, I'm going to throw a name out that you guys probably love him, but we said, because Ricky was getting ready to retire, Ricky Francis. So oh, Mr. We said, Mr. could Francis. you imagine the three of us? Because like, Ricky, Ricky knows the music. Pete and I would bust on everybody. Yeah. And then Ricky would hit out the music. You know what I mean? But we actually considered that way back in the day. I would have came that would have been I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. But, um, you know, the, at the end of the day, he stayed his course and he's there. I'm here. And again, at the end of the day, I'm happy with where I'm at. Let me look at all the pictures. Everything's been This is awesome. Yeah, like yeah. I said, it feels like we're home. Yeah. You know? I'm well, listen, it worked so, out the way it did. Bob, yeah. what we're going to do now is the goalie's going to jump on and ask you some questions. Okay. Warner's going to ask you some questions. And, uh, Jess will as well. Okay. I just want to thank you for oh, coming God, on. Blast. And hopefully we can have you come on on yeah. a regular basis. Oh, that's, my God. That's I something love we want to do. Are you kidding me? Bring some other people on. We, we want to get these stories out. Yeah. I mean, there's just too many. It's, oh, our could... family's too big. It's too many years. and you know. So. Hey, this is Jessica Corrado Platt, class of 1990, graduate of Milton Hershey School and co-host of Milt Talk Podcast. We'd love to continue to hear from as many Milts as we can on this show. Unfortunately, there are production costs that we need to take care of in order for that to happen. If you would like to continue to hear the stories from former Milts, please visit Milt Talk Podcast to make a donation. That's Milt Talk Podcast. M-I-L-T-T-A-L-K-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Thank you. Warner Williams, Class of 90. Holler. Young Buck. <clears throat> oh, so, Bob, so you were talking about you went to the school at first grade. Yes. Do you happen to remember the date? No, and the funny thing was it had to be August of 70 because I just went in there. I just redid my office, and I found some Milton Hershey stuff in my office, and it had me sign. I don't know who got me. I think Pete got me. By, my signature was August 16th, 1970 is, is when I signed the homestead. Remember, I don't know if you guys ever – you had to sign the homestead book when you went for your first visit. All about that. So it would have been it would have been August of seventy, but I don't know the exact date. And the crazy thing is, every milk knows their date. I mean, I I don't remember. Some people do. You know. Yeah, that's it. That's what I have. So I got mine, yeah. December seventh, nineteen eighty one. I remember that. Wow. <clears throat> God, so you were there. You started when I was yeah, getting ready to graduate. Yeah. Wait, you get to watch the wait state championship. We already played, right? That no, been, no, we I didn't. didn't. I got there in 81. 81. We won the championship. December. Yeah, we won the... No, we already won the championship. It was uh, March of 81. So, March yeah. of 81. Yeah, okay. we won the state championship basketball. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome, man. But, yeah, they still haven't done anything. They had, no. the, the track team, though. Oh, yeah. Never lost a door meet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? 
We never lost a dual mute. Just throwing that out there. Cash money. <laughs> Cash money relay team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a picture of right So there. do you remember which student homes you were in? Oh, yeah. So uh, you're going to love this. Emerson. So the guy that lives with me, Milton Hershey guy. Uh, first kid I met at Milton Hershey School, five years old. You walk in. They're like, it was, uh, oh, what was his name? Mr. Fink, because my house parent was on his summer vacation. Said, uh, Billy, will take you up to your room. So Billy is lives with me now. The first kid I met at Milton Hershey School. Wow. And no, we're not a couple. That's uh, good. Got to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, it's very good to know. Ladies. So, so uh, but anyway, so it was uh, uh, Student Home Emerson. And then I went to Emerson. I went to uh, Oak Grove. And then oh, the pa- house parents were so good. And then she was diagnosed with cancer. So they had to leave. And then I went to Nanticoke for seventh and eighth grade year. Two bad years. And I'll tell you this quick story to wrap that up. But the house parents were just mean people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you came in. Interme- intermediate division was always tough. They say it's still tough to this day there. Mm-hmm. That's and, when you're uh, breaking them. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. I mean, part. yeah, and, yeah and you're gonna right. Be tough. It's going to be tough. And I don't think what that'll ever change. But these people were just, mean, they were mean people. So it was the only, out of all the years I had there, the two worst years, and they weren't all that bad, but they were just, the, I mean, the, the two years because you knew the ultimate goal was get senior division. Right. Um, but uh, that was in uh, Nanticoke and then went to, um, you guys will love this story. So then Crest Lane. And then I find out that, you know, and Mike Crest Lane was all athletes. So we, I mean, you talk about having, you're a freshman. There was no, uh, I don't know when you were bullying. There was no, uh, what do you call it, um, back in the day, hazing and stuff like that. Um, but we, we would play basketball. We'd play football. And it was just such a great student home. But then I find out if you're in the glee club, you don't have to do barn. <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's when I and that's when I started busting out my voice. Yeah. And I couldn't believe, so I go to practice. So I go to uh, league club tryouts in the summer of my freshman year, and you get up. You have to be. You guys probably did the same thing. You're in front of all these people, and you have to sing. And and you talk about nervous. Like I was nervous today. I don't know why I was nervous about this, but now it's just awesome. (laughs) But you're up in front of all these people, and next me, no, I get the that I'm part of the glee club. I'm like, so the next two years, uh, tenth and eleventh grade were the best years of my life. Because not only did the the barn, but the student home we had, we traveled together, we sang together. You know, we did. You know, we literally would go away. Like after lunch on a Saturday, Sunday, they would say, "Take a walk." Our Mm. walks weren't an hour. Our walks were all afternoon. They'd just be back for five o'clock dinner. You're sitting there like, "Wow, we got this kind of freedom in Mm -hmm. a home," you know. And it was so awesome. So then it's my junior year. It's uh, parents' weekend. Finish track. We're going there, and I guess you can bleep this out or whatever. But anyway, so we're on stage. We're on dress rehearsal Thursday night. We're doing dress rehearsal for Friday morning because you did in front of the whole school. I got gym shorts on with no draws on underneath. Oh, no. So my buddy, I'm, I'm up there in front, you know, singing with the New Horizons. All of a sudden, bam. Shorts. You have, you have uh, elementary kids. You got junior high kids. And I'm sitting there like, really? I got the pen. No. I'm like, really? And I guess I should have pulled them up right away. So anyway, I pull them up. We finish parent weekend. I get called into Mr. Alexander's office, and I knew I was in trouble. And um, he said, we're going to have to let you go. But you you talk about my answer was I totally understood. It was disrespect. And I, I did so many fun stuff, and it just really disrupted practice and those type things. So to me, it was just fun, you know. And he said, we got to let you go. And uh, 
So anyway, so that the, the end of that summer, they sent me out. They, they wanted me as far away from Founders Hall on campus. <laughs> so they sent me out to Edgewood for my senior year. Wow. And that was a great, a great group of guys. But wow. there was like nine or ten freshmen in the student home. And I'm like, you know, I'm at that time, big dog, you know. Right. And they come in my room one night. This is wraps up my senior year. And they start because they were always talking smack. I'm like, I could take all of you on. <laughs> and this was serious. So they, one, night, <laughs> one night after study hall, they come in, all of them together. They jumped me. And they now when I say whooped on me, they held me down. And then they could see I was getting teed off. Right. So then they finally let me up and they scurry. But they got the best of me. <laughs> so I pick up, remember those chairs in the in your in the bedrooms, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So the last one out the door is my brother Pete. I smashed it over his back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I smashed that chair on his back. Somebody but the freshman got the best of me, man. <laughs> so I learned to shut my mouth, even though I was the big dog. Right, big dog right, wasn't right. barking too much. Right. But they got the best of me, man. But that So that was the student homes. Emerson, um, Oak Grove, Nanticoke, Crest Lane, uh, uh, Maisland, not Maisland, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what the... Uh, Muncie. Muncie. Muncie was... A, and then uh, Edgewood, so... All, and, really, and Muncie, all good students. Muncie was oh, the uh, New Glee Horizon... Club. Glee, Glee Club, Club. Yeah. Club, Two best yeah. years of my life. Yeah, yeah. and, they, and they, they, again, at the end of the day, they threw me out, so... And I, I totally understand. I knew... I said, Mr. A, I'm sorry to put you through that. I knew I was right. acting up, and he put me in my place. Right. You know, sometimes you get too cocky, and mm-hmm. you need somebody to bring yeah, you down. He down. did. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, and I wish I would have finished it in Muncie, though, because that, that student home, the guys there... We just we we were all like brothers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. We were just a great student home, you know what I mean. So, so do you have like your acropolises and all that stuff? Do you still have? I did, but I give them away. You gave them away, yeah, because guys that don't come back much. Because I always had parties at my house on Thursday night, and then what I would do is, you know, I would um, so I would, you know, guys were like, oh my god, can I look at that? And so I gave, I have a couple, but I gave a lot of them away to uh, to other people. Yeah. Because I could, if I ever needed one, I'm sure I could get one. But it was it was nice. Like you know, the one that you would have that you had everybody sign. Oh yeah, I still have that. that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, give yeah, that yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's why I was, I was okay. surprised. No, like, I kept all my senior one. year. Like, I kept the '79 through '82. Okay. So and and again, if you come to my house, it's worse than this. I got Mel Hershey stuff everywhere. You know what I mean? Because it's to me, it's home. You know, so people have pictures of family. I've never been married, no kids. My family's Milton Hershey. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. So you were, I remember you saying um, earlier that um, your life is still structured. Oh, yeah. Your Saturday yeah. morning is oh, planned yeah. out and all yeah. that. Was that, was that milk driven? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it hurts with the ladies, you know what I mean? So <laughs> girls like, you're too structured for me. I'm like, hey, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Work always comes first to me. But, yeah, I mean, every Saturday morning I wake up, I got the, it's all routine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to come here at, you know, we, our office opens at eight 30, but I'm usually here before that. But I never, if I miss a phone call or so I get excited. Like right now, when we just came in here today, I saw there's a voicemail, like, but I'm like, I just want to focus on this, but, um, get here early, work late, hopefully go to the gym and just, and eat dinner and you start the next day. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I'm very structured and it's all due to Milton Hershey school. Yeah, man. I wonder if you had kids, if you'd have them doing chores and all that. Oh, for sure. Would you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, nice. do the, I do the same thing with mine. They hate Saturdays because that's when we really do our chores. Yeah. And uh, they they see, you know, we got the chore chart. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And we got we got blackout time for the yeah. uh, phones and all that yeah. stuff. Like, they, they can't stand it. But that's it. huge because you don't see it nowadays. I mean, so just yesterday, I'm fueling up right, right across the street from my office here. And this girl, probably 21, 22, she was, she almost got hit by a car. She's just walking through the parking lot of the gas station 
didn't even notice anything right. around her and she's focused on that and even this one young lady I was dating her son I mean he's on the he's on that game stuff all day every right. day you know it just drives me nuts I'm like you got a hoop out there at purchase. Get out there and shoot. Yeah. And he's turned into a good athlete now. So he's, he's but when it first started, when he started getting into these games, I mean, it's amazing to me how when I say it's not about him, but how shallow some people's lives are that they're not they don't go out, know their neighbors. My neighborhood here in Hershey's like my neighborhood in Philly. I make sure I know everybody. Right. I invite them to my house for barbecues, for mm -hmm. drinks. A lot of people, you know, go into these neighborhoods around here, they don't even know their name. I don't know who when I do settlements here. You know, I'll say this to people selling, hey, what are the neighbors like? I never talked to them. And you've been there seven years? Like, to me, I just don't understand mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? So, but I'm sorry, God, I know it went off uh, path there. But, yeah, very structured and, you know, and, and I'm glad I'm like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you so, get a lot more done. Yeah, oh, you better believe it. <laughs> Write everything down and get it done. Yeah. All right, I'm on, Bob. So, it's funny. I had a lot of other questions to, to ask, but – Listening to, I was just like, wow, man, this, we live like very similar Milton Hershey lives. It's yeah. so, it's so weird. Yeah. So we both got a brother, Peter. No kidding. No, yeah. my brother's name. I'm talking about your oh, brother. Oh. So, but, but here's where it comes into place at. So you were in intermediate division. You were in Nanakoot. Yes. I was in Tuscarora. Really? That was so, pretty good. So, and then you mentioned that you were, you were in um, Crest Lane. Yeah. I was in Willowwood. Okay, yeah, right across the streets. And so I went to Willowwood because when they closed the Glee Club down, I was in Foxdale. You Are you serious? So wow. it's just weird. I was yeah. just thinking like, man, listen, look at that. So That is very similar. Yeah. yeah. And so I was in the Glee Club, of course. Yeah. And that's where and that's how I interacted with, with Peter. Yeah. And you know, he, he wasn't exactly the most he wasn't the president at the time. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, and so, and I'm sure he remembers quite a few stories that we won't talk about right now. And you, when you're a freshman going into like the Glee Club unit, which does, doesn't have a barn or anything at the time, yeah. we didn't have a barn or anything like that. So there was a lot of more time to joke and play practical jokes oh. and welcome the new freshman. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we, it was not hazing. It was welcoming. Welcome <laughs> I love the term. Yes. And so, you know, in the summertime, they, Muncie would come to Foxdale. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. And so then they would welcome yeah. the, <laughs> the freshmen. Yeah. And so it, it was very interesting. We won't talk about the welcoming committee and what, <laughs> what they happened. did, but it was very interesting. But it was always cool. But, you mentioned that he would always, he could always separate himself to say, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because, you know, we would have, we'd have Glee Club practice in Founders Hall. Oh, he used to love With, it. with yeah. Mr. Alexander, Virgil Alexander, who was very serious. When, oh, he, when, yeah. Glee, when it was time, when it was, he was very serious. And yeah. sometimes we would play practical jokes. Yes. On Mr. A. Yes. Yeah. And... Every now and again, Peter would be the voice of reason to say, come on, yeah. you really think that you want to, they're like, all right, Peter, I'll, yeah. all right, we'll, we'll cool out. But yeah. it was really good, like, you know, to to be able to know, like, especially when you see somebody say, wow, and then he went to Temple, of course. Yeah, Temple. Temple, yeah. I work at Temple as well. Yeah. So it's just weird, all these different things yeah. that I'm listening to, and it's just like, How wow. similar, yeah. Yeah, it's just, wow, you know, yeah. like, that's that's amazing. And then... Many years later, you know, after graduation and we're 
we're up, and then I'm like, yo, that's that's Bob Gert. And, and so I'm like, hey, Bob, yo, yo, listen, come on, buddy, we're going to go. And, and it was just like, I, we won't talk about all those things. Oh, God, no. Either. But, a lot of things you're not talking about. But, yeah, well, <laughs> well, he knows. Homecoming was unbelievable. Yeah, we, uh. he, he's like, they invited, like, because, you know, I'm 87, and, you know, you know these guys, but, like, only from a distance because they graduated a couple, like, I was in the NME division when he was graduating. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, but you get to see him like because they would come up, pick up Peter and stuff like that. So you see, you know, yeah, he's over, he's over there. And then, and then at yeah, so then at homecoming, it's just like man, you know, even though you've graduated and done certain things, it's still like, so Kenny Easton, shout out to Kenny Easton. Kenny Easton was oh, like, yo, we're down man. to Simmons, come by. And that was like, he's like my big homie. So yeah. I was like, you know, so we get there, and I was like. Like yo, he is just like I was like whoa, this guy. and you know, it, oh man. And so when I was pulling up, he was like, yeah, you know how to get here. I was like, yeah, because we walked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we just we were at the Simmons and we just walked. Oh. One night we were having a, and then a few libations and um, <laughs> we just walked down here. And we we're sitting right outside, just sitting down like outside, just like it was no big deal. Yeah. Like, like, and then yeah. I was like, when it was all over a sudden, I was like, where am I at? Yeah. Gotta walk back up, but it was a lot of a lot of fun. Um, so, me and Warner were talking just in the in the kitchen today, and we were talking about just like I was talking about you know my mom and my relationship with my mom. Yeah, and being in the milk, we were, it was like this resentment. She feels like sometimes that you know I resent her for yeah my mom for too. Going, yeah. going so going to the milk or yeah. sending me to the milk and so it was just a, and you mentioned that like but this was a, you were talking about something different oh yeah but it just came up and I was I was thinking about I wonder if that's like a deal like because my mother to this day she's still like we still have conversations about like mom I love you I don't, I don't resent you yeah I mean it was the best thing you probably ever done for me yeah. even though at the time it was very painful oh god because yeah. I you know I was like I think it was seventh grade and so when I heard somebody say eighth grader, it's too late. Yeah. yeah. So I was right at I yeah. was right at that it's too late. Yeah. You know, I was trying to be a gangster. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. well, trying. I wasn't doing a good job. But, <laughs> never but you know, but my it's just an interesting thing that when you make that conversion to when you get to the milk, at what point is the buy-in? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. What point is the buy-in? Yeah. You know, so like yeah. Because you were talking, and you mentioned it, and I wrote it down, is that intermediate division is tough. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's even it's got to be even tougher for a young man who's at the cusp. Yeah. Who's might not make it because seventh, eighth grade is almost too late. Yeah, you're right. Because the kids that we saw, the success rate that we saw in our groups was the kids that were did the intermediate division. You know what I mean? When they knew the journey, they knew the rules, the regulations, or you know, whatever. Um, and their success rate to getting the graduation was so much higher than kids that came in in the intermediate division or kids that came in ninth grade. Because already you're setting your like my brother. He, he was setting his ways. I mean, he's like, you're going to tell me what? You know, he was right. and Ray had a really difficult time at the school. And when I say that, I mean he he loves it. You know, but mm-hmm. um, and and if it wasn't for people who cared, like some teachers, John Horner. Some of these other teachers, there was two teachers in particular that actually, because they were getting ready to throw them out. You run away seven times or whatever that number yeah, was. Yeah. 
They're like, listen, you you don't belong here. Right. But he he had some people pulling for him, um, and he he was able to get through. So again, we saw the success of younger kids, um, rather you know getting the graduation. Then kids came in seventh, eighth, ninth grade. You know what I mean? So, but um, you try to if you can get out. Like I said, I would do it in a heartbeat, but my schedule doesn't permit it. Like they always want alumni to go out and try to help recruit. You know. Mm-hmm. So I've helped in the past, and I got in away from it for very. Uh, there's two reasons, but I can't talk because uh, I think one's legal issue or whatever. But you know, the bottom line is, you know, you try to help kids get there. Um, and my whole philosophy is, I try to go after kids that are younger and try to help them. Right. Again, the biggest difficult, like you talk to parents, you said it. They're like, my kid will hate me. I'm like, your kid, you know. And I, there's parents I met up here, had breakfast with them, took them over, took them on a tour of the school. And say, why is he going to hate you? You know, why? There's no hate. Look at what the school. Look at the opportunities that your child's going to have. You know, coming here. So, and, you know, again, it's a tough decision. But my mom, you know, she definitely thought there was some resentment, you know, from us to her. But there wasn't. You know, again, all of us would have rather been at home. You know, I've, I, I think what I, I think what I've learned. I was again, I was telling Warner, is that it's not a resentment as much as. I feel like they want, when you come back home, when you come back home, I feel like they want to be mom again. Yeah. And it's tough when, for all these years, however long you've been away. That's a good, that's a very good for, point. For you, for, I'm not the same. So yeah. I've learned to rely on other people. Yeah. That's so true. And, but I'm getting so back to that. Yourself. But yeah. I've learned that my, but my resources now are different. Yeah. Cause you weren't, you weren't. I couldn't get, get you. I need somebody right there. Yeah. And so now that I'm home, you're there. But I've learned to depend on other people now. Yeah. With and also your ability, your your ability to rely on yourself. Yeah. Because that's one thing I feel like the milk sh- sh- teaches everybody is to learn how to be a self preserver. Oh yeah. Learn, sink or swim. Learn. <laughs> yeah, you have you know, to. Yeah. You, you have, and that's the philosophy. You you're gonna sink or swim. Now when I got there. You know, like again, seventh and eighth grade, all the good athletes are already known. Yeah. So trying out for basketball, trying Correct. out for how football, difficult it would be. It for was it. really tough because I was I was an athlete. Yeah. And but when you come, there's somebody already plays your position. Yeah, and you're you're and on the outside looking in. There's somebody who's punt, yeah. pass, and kick like four million yards. You know what I'm saying? So. Right, right. So, <laughs> but it's a tie-in. So, so. But when when you I'm saying when you do that, yeah, it's really dip, so. You, when you have those athletes, I'm saying because you were here for so long. Oh, you better. Be, were, yeah. were you able to see, like some of those kids that come in and at, at yeah. that age to see who the athletes were, to see who those and try and like was there was there something that you could see that you could have, grab somebody and say, hey, come on, just stick with me or yeah. You know, I mean, one a good friend, Kip Blair, came in eighth grade. And this kid had hands like you couldn't imagine. And he ended up being my tight end all the way through through high school. But he wasn't even going to try out. You know what I mean? It's like, Kip, you have too much ability, man. Come on. And like you said, already, they already decided who was going to be the basketball team. Sure. So it would be difficult, you know, to break that, you know, because a lot of coaches already have their minds made up because they've already seen what you can right. do. And a new kid comes in, it makes it very difficult. Um, and I think the other thing, uh, you know, coming seventh and eighth grade years is, and I think I, I might have mentioned already, but you're already set, like you're already set in, in your ways. You know what I mean? Then you're coming here, and it's a lot stricter then than it is now. But it's so difficult to 
go from, I'm not saying running the streets or whatever, you know, coming in at dark time and, you know, in first grade, I mean, I was in bed and it was, it was still light out. And I, I, <clears throat> to this day, it drives me nuts. You know what I mean? But, you know, the bottom line is you really didn't, um, um, you didn't, uh, you didn't like the transaction or how, how about I want to say it? I mean, I lost my train of thought, but it was, you know, the bottom line is it was, uh, the younger, the better, because I knew was what was expected, even going in intermediate division. You know what I mean? So it made it easier for tra- transition wise where you come in middle years, it's a very difficult period. You know what I mean? So, but there was one other thing and a teacher of mine says it all the time. You know, what you, somebody mentioned, I just don't want to miss Mr. Whitman in case he calls me, but you know, the kids, and I'm not saying the kids nowadays, but everybody, we weren't victims. You know what I mean? And, and, one of the teachers, one of the, he's, I don't know if he still teaches now or not. No, he doesn't. But he said, Bob, you know, at the, you know, my end of my tenure there, he said, a lot of these kids make excuses and stuff like that. <clears throat> and he said, what Milton Hershey teaches you is you, you take responsibility for your actions. You're not a victim. If you are a victim, over, somebody made a comment earlier, you overcome that. There's no either sink or swim is what right, I said. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the bottom line is, you know, there was, op- I mean, situations where I was just didn't like, but at the end of the day, you got to, you got to swim. <clears throat> so in the, so in two years ago, I lost uh mom, sister business. Sitting there like, damn. Right. You know, lost it all. Yeah. But could have been a victim. Decided can't, you know what I mean? Bottom line is you just move on. Right. Oh, <laughs> no, but it was no. a tough, it was a tough year. But the bottom, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for Milton Hershey, I would have never been able to get through that. That's my point. I would have yeah. never been able to get through that. So, you know, at the end of the day, you can sit here and make excuses. Oh, my life's over, whatever, man. You, you got to keep moving on. Period. That's real. What, um, what advice would you give to a seventh or eighth grader that like, if they're coming in that late in the game, like yeah. what? That's a great question. Um, And it's just follow the rule. I mean, these kids, uh, you know, I say these kids nowadays. I mean, they're the same. Ricky Francis always said to me, the kids don't change, we do. You know, there's there's so much truth to that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were held accountable. um, And I always say, even in the work world, like I had this ice cream shop for nine years, and these kids, you know, I'm paying them. And I was like, but I wanted to get them – ready for the real world. So I would hire these kids at 16, 17 years old and have rules and regulations because the bottom line is when you get out here in the world, if you don't abide by it, you don't have a job. So I would, my recommendation would be seventh, eighth, ninth grade is just follow the rules. Latch on to somebody that you can trust. You know what I mean? Um, Again, easily, you can be easily led astray, but you know, get, get a solid person, abide by the rules and regs. and, And listen, I say this every time opportunity, man, Take an opportunity, man, when you can get in the band or you can play football or after swimming, track, <clears throat> whatever it is. Man, these you, we never had these opportunities. If I stayed in Philly, I would have never been the quarterback of a football team. I'd have never played a clarinet. You picture me in Northeast Philly playing a clarinet. Six foot three dork, you know. Wee, wee. But, you know, but I, yeah. to me, it was keep yourself busy, keep yourself occupied, and, and literally, I love going to school. And this, my student homes, and like I said, two years were bad. But I mean, other than that, you're out and about. You're with people. You're not stuck at the student home doing nothing. So the more they get involved, the better more the, the better it is for them. You know what I mean? So, so take advantage of every opportunity. Oh, because, it, you know, once you leave here, it, it, yeah, and when, when, once, you, once you leave here, the bottom line is, uh, I mean, I remember my, it was probably two or three weeks out. 
And I'm again, huge family, lovely family, great friends, you know. And I remember sitting in my backyard, it's, you know, the end of June or whatever. We graduated June 6th. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I missed the school already. Because again, it was all I knew. Right. And mm-hmm. it's crazy. You, you were so, you wanted to get to that stage so, you know, so mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. And then once you were gone, it's like, damn, I want to go back. You can't go back in time. <laughs> and that's why I tell yeah. the kids. Yeah. <laughs> take advantage of it now because you ain't getting it back, you know? Yeah. Sure and how many kids leave here like, man, God, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I had two friends their senior year back then. I don't know if in your time, but at 18, you could sign yourself out because you're considered an adult, right? Wow. Yeah. I think I don't. Could. I feel like okay. that, that was. Well, well, two of my yeah. buddies did that. And to this day, it's the big, it's like the one kid was all the way through from first grade with me. And you talk oh to him gosh. now, and it's like, Bob, I just, I mean, it's you want to hit, you know, you want to smack him back then. He turned in February of his senior year is when he signed himself out. You got four, three months, really? Wow. You got March, oh April, gosh. May, Come June 6th, we graduate. Yeah. So, you know, just take advantage of what the school gives you. And yeah. they have so much to give you now. Are you still in contact with that that person? Yeah. 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 I stay. Do they I stay. regret it? Oh, God, yeah. And then yeah. the other guy is actually a, um, my other buddy who signed himself out, he's a, uh, councilman up in Reading. He's been there for years. He's just trying to change that city for the better. Um, but he, you know, his senior year, he signed himself out. You know what I mean? But there's two guys that regret that the rest of Because you, again, you can't go back to regret the rest of their life. You know what I mean? So, but. Bob, you touched on it. And, you know, I always like to ask a question. And you were, you kind of talked about it. So I really didn't ask it. But you, you again, you, you brought it up. And I always like to ask people, so we, we graduated and then you're done. Yeah. And you, you touched on a little bit, just like, I want you to elaborate. Like when, when, when you graduated and you left, how did, like, how did you feel? Like, cause you know, I know I was yeah, lost. Oh, I was lost, you know, and, and you can't come back No, And they don't even want you back sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean like, what did like, cause I know for me, I have a story. Warner's everybody has a story about yeah. the day that they left the milk and then the realization that yeah it's over and i'm in, I'm in the city so. of philadelphia we had a huge party at the simmons all the family was up you know all the graduates you know came over there we had fun next to me you know i'm driving through center city philadelphia to drop my buddy off because his mom you know didn't come to graduation and then the nice thing was my mom was so cool uh two of my buddies um stayed at my house till the end of june you know, because again, they they right. really didn't have anywhere to go, and that's crazy about that. Right, I'm sitting here. I got a great family, lovely right. family. I got a house. These guys had nowhere to go, and then finally, my mom, and she, you know, she, you wear out your walk, but she said, "Hey, you know," it's, she told me it's time for them to to get back to reality, because <clears throat> they literally came to my house for about three weeks till the end of June. Wow. But you talk about so. So my mom said to me, "Time to get to work, get a part time job until college." And and I remember I worked down in Center City, Philadelphia, and you know, just the the realization of you again it's all school you know i didn't like getting up at five in the morning taking the bus uh. taking the l down to center city i would be down there before sunlight you know and i'm sitting there again milton hershey training <clears throat> you're sitting there before the gates open a construction site and i'm sitting there thinking i don't want this you know what i mean i, I don't want this right um so i was really lost there for a while really until college started that whole summer you're sitting here like because all you knew was the school and the routine and the right. and then you're sitting there at home you're like what the hell just happened? Yep. It's good that you said that you had college, though. There's a lot of people that have left the milk that still haven't found their way. Yeah. Because they're lost without all that structure and yeah. all that support. Yeah. So and that's a that good freedom. point. And yeah. all that freedom. You know, that, that structure. You know? Yeah. That, you get somebody too much freedom. Oh, 
you know, well, from, well, none. from you know, none. from no freedom to, yeah. To, to, yeah. And so I'll be honest with you. So what happened in college? And, and, and you talk about a regret. And I don't have many regrets in life. Life's been good to me because you work hard, you play hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been a philosophy of mine. And that was instilled from the principal Milton Hershey when I was a kid there, Mr. Fisher. He said, Bob, you learn to work hard, you learn to play hard, you know. And um, so anyway, so I go to college and I, you talk about freedom. My structure was gone. I wasn't working. You're going to college meet new people and stuff. And next minute, you know, man, I was just, I, again, I, I lost my self. And even, I remember the English teacher, you know, she says at, at Westchester, she goes, <clears throat> you have so much potential, but you're a bad student. So I dropped out after six months, took a year off to find myself again. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, but I, I wasn't mature enough for what, mm-hmm. again, it, it was such a transition for me. It is. And then I went back to school, got my two year degree. And then it was all said and done. You know what I mean? So, Never look back. You know what I mean? The, the whole transition was really tough. And uh, again, without a support cast, you know, uh, with family and friends, I always, again, at the end of the day, I'm lucky. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> so here's a question for you. How did your mom, you said your mom raised you guys, right? Yes. How did she hear about the milk? Mm. You know? Oh, the funny thing was, uh, so here, oh, this whole time, uh, this is a, I guess a great question because I'm even out of school and people say, how did your mom hear about me? And she said, and I said, the, the Lord, sort of the Lord, because that's what she told me when I was young. The Lord told me about it. That well, sounds like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and sounds like my mom. So what happened was there was somebody in church. My mom was very holy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So somebody in church said, Hey, there's some schools out there and Gerard college was one. Mm-hmm. And so I guess she went to visit Gerard. And then she, I don't know, she didn't even know how to drive and my dad passed away. So, so I don't, there was a year there before I came here. So I was four when he passed away, came here when I was five. So she ended up taking a ride up here and then um, uh, really liked the place. And then when she came up, we had to take IQ tests, I think. At the yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Pete Buss always yeah. said, Pete said borderline. You know, I was borderline, you know, that guy <laughs> in the school. I don't even know what my IQ is, you know. <laughs> but he was busting on me when he's like, yeah, I got, because he was able to see my he records. Might, he might know. Well, he did. And he's like, you're, you're borderline, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we came up here. And this is this is the craziest story. So I come up, took the test, and they said they'd give you an answer. And I, I don't remember all this, but I was told this. And then the first day up here, I'll never forget it, man. They literally dropped you off. I don't oh, yeah. know if they did it with the way you guys. Yes. So literally they drive up. My mom takes me because my student home was in summer vacation. Dropped me off at Dewey. They had a counselor, Miss Haas, I think her name was. And I'm sitting out on this stone. That's what's funny. When I walk on campus, I always go touch the stone. I'm sitting on the stone. She's talking to me and I see the van. I mean, my mom's station back because everybody's in the, and you know, had the seats that faced back. You yeah. know what I mean? So my sister back there waving to me like, what the heck? What's going on now? <laughs> Y'all forgot me. Yeah. I thought I was going back, and sure yeah. enough, no, they took off, and I go into student home. Like, what's up? You know, oh, like wow. you're here now, man. That's that's a true. The crazy part, you're so young, you forget certain things, but I'll never forget that. The first day was like, yo, come on back, man. So that's a true story. But this is all, I'm telling you, this was awesome, man. You kidding me? I'm nervous for what? You know, all you got to do is speak. But I just want to say on record, man, thank you for hooking uh, us up with this. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this, this works out well. And we'll do this anytime, like if you guys want. You know, you, awesome. So we'll just keep in touch. Okay. Yeah, this definitely. Was, yeah, this yeah. was awesome. Man. And again, the end of the day, because you're all from Philly, right? Like everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. we could bring it down, you know, whatever. Because I, I just sitting here talking, I'm thinking of other people that I know would really just. Yeah, and that was another question. Yeah, that's another 
I, I know in a heartbeat. I mean, I yeah. can think of five, ten people without even blanket right. good, that would good. love to do right. something like this and tell their story and, and just. We'd love to again, hear I'm, and, and again, I'm going to give you guys a donation here today, so just take it, whatever. But um, I, I think truly, because we were talking about how this is going to grow, I think the sky's the limit because you got so many milts out there, so many stories. Yeah. Some good, not some so we you know, hear good. It, but we want to hear it all. Yeah, that's all. what I mean, because that's what makes us all uh, milts, you yeah, know what I mean, at the end of the day. Um, and again, I think something looking long term, <clears throat> you think of um, milts out here that would, would really like to uh, advertise, you know, if, if you mm-hmm. get to that yeah, point, yeah. To advertise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, think of what that would open up. The Hershey people. Abstract well, uh, Settlement started. Services. <laughs> well, we have a website, we have um, social media accounts and all yeah. that. So we're going to be plugging a whole bunch of stuff. I, I'll tell you, I think it's it a great idea. It's, yeah, you guys are on the right together. path. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're at 515 West Chocolate Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Rear. Yeah, I mean, if you need any... Uh, Hershey Abstract. You need any... Uh, Settlement service. Settlement service. Oh my God! Done. You guys we got are you. trip, man. We but got th- you. Thank you. This was. I didn't yeah. know what to Thank expect. You. I really. I was telling this young man, like, like all my ne- young neighbors. Yeah, we podcast this, the podcast. Listen to these podcasts. I didn't even know. I thought I had to put a suit and tie on. Nah. Nah. We well, will start I didn't know. It I'm generally point, in a suit because I'm coming from work. Yeah. This is. This is. Now nah, I will relaxing. do anything yeah. to help this is out. Your rec wear. Yes. I got on my uh, second best. Your play clothes. <laughs> play clothes. Yeah, I will yeah. definitely help out to do whatever I can from my hand, from my end. You know what I mean. Yeah, so. so, but thank you thank so much. You. No, thank you. That was awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad. It was great. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mr. Whitman. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at milk underscore podcast, or Facebook milk space pod, Twitter milk underscore podcast, and at email milkpodcast at gmail.com. We encourage you to follow us on our social media outlets to chime in and comment, ask questions, help us remember names, places, events. Just give feedback. But most of all, just get engaged. We want to hear from you. Your mom's already there.